Bill Kenny with Focus Lab. Welcome to the next episode of The Debrief. Today, I spoke with Ken Babcock. He is co-founder of Tango. You can check them out at tango.us. Uh, they have built a great product. It is step-by-step -step documentation in the browser, recently voted number two upvote in all of Product Hunt of all of 2021, most impressive. So we had the pleasure of branding them uh, last year, towards the end of the last year. And today me and Ken sit down and we talk about the entire process. Enjoy. Excited to have you on. Excited to chat about your project. You're you're fairly fresh off of the rebrand project with us, so this will yeah. be exciting to hear the immediate impact. I'm generally speaking with people a year or more out. Maybe mm -hmm. we'll do that again. Maybe we'll have a second episode. But for now, I'm excited to have you on. I'd love it if you could just take a minute and tell everybody, you know, a little bit about yourself, what your role is, what the company's doing, etc. Totally, yeah. So I'm Ken, I'm the CEO of Tango. Um, Tango, our, our mission is really to simplify documentation within organizations. Obviously, this has become a huge pain point during the pandemic. Teams have gone distributed. Uh, people have left teams. Knowledge has left teams. And so Tango's Chrome extension really allows folks to create documentation in the flow of work as they're completing that process. And our output um, is a step-by-step -step tutorial complete with descriptions, URLs, screenshots that easily integrates with any tool you're already using. So we're saving people a ton of time creating documentation and making sure that, you know, a lot of that hard earned knowledge within companies doesn't get lost. Yeah. Great, great, great. And you guys have been in business now for how long? Oh man. Uh, only two years, but, uh, yeah. So, so myself, my two co-founders, Brian and Dan, we, um, we started this while we were at Harvard Business School uh, in our first year there. It was right around the time that the, you know the pandemic started. We actually decided to leave Harvard Business School to to start Tango. So it's been um, you know for, for many people, I think this past two years has been the longest two years of their life. I would say on many dimensions, it's been that way for us too. But just a you know an incredible ride for sure. Yeah, what a leap and what a time in history to take that leap. Props to you all for taking the leap. I know it's, uh, it's not easy to make those decisions. All right. So, so fast forwarding a little bit, you all came to focus lab and you decided, Hey, branding is important. We should look into this even as a two year old, um, kind of quickly growing company. So my first question that I always lead out and the reason I asked this, because I think there's a lot of people that, you know, the, the, when they're going through and they're building their business, maybe brand isn't top of mind, it's features, right? It's like, it's like the actual product. So you're kind of like stuck in the forest, sure. but you all had the foresight to understand that brand was important. So like, how did that rise to the top for you? How did you know that it was time for you to actually think about branding? Yeah, it's a good question. Cause I think we we're probably earlier in our journey than, than, than most, uh, most of your clients, but you would know better, but, uh, you know, we had, we hadn't even launched publicly when we came to you guys. And so, you know, for us knowing it was time to rebrand, it was a little bit more challenging because we didn't have a ton of existing users. We didn't have an existing visual identity that people were used to, or a voice that people were used to, but we knew that, you know, kind of with the strategy that we were taking, um, brand voice, messaging, visual identity, all that stuff was going to be super important. So for context. You know, Tango is is a bottoms up SaaS tool. So we are, we are 
targeting the people that are experiencing this pain point. It's not about, hey, going to the team leader, selling some large package with a bunch of seats. It's it's you or I or anyone who's feeling the pain point can go download it for free and get started. And so knowing that, knowing that we needed to reach those users um, in their moment of need, help them define their problem and help them define their solution. We knew that, yeah, product was going to be important, but like that messaging and that feel and that trust that they um, that they feel with Tango was going to be just as important. So that's that's why we knew it was ready to, I, I don't even call it rebrand, almost like to brand. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, props to you all for realizing that. You, you are right in assuming that you are earlier than most of the clientele that comes to us. Um, and that's no fault to anybody, right? I think just people, not everybody realizes the power of brand so quickly and, and maybe even the need for that story that you're, that you're speaking to, right? I can only imagine how crowded the market is for every sure. tool these days. And, and that's where that messaging and ultimately that brand delivers, yeah. right? You need that. So, right. so you kind of spoke to that pain point you were trying to solve, but let me, let me word it back to you and you tell me if I'm correct or if there are more, was it really just articulating that story well? so that people weren't confused about what the product actually did? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit of that. You know, I would say the other thing too, and, and what we really valued in, in partnering with you guys was, was not only the external piece, but also um, the internal alignment around what we stood for. So, you know, we've got a team of 20 fully distributed across nine states um, going through the exercise of understanding, okay, what is our positioning? What is our purpose? Why do we exist? Um, that you know obviously helped shape the output that customers would feel, um, but also helped get our team kind of rowing in the same direction. And so that was another pain point that we were solving for too. How do you get 20 people across the country working remotely, <laughs> all going in the same direction? And you know the brand exercise was incredibly valuable for that. Yeah, again, props to you for understanding the value in that. It's it's also exciting to me, knowing where we came from as a really young company where it was like, you know, we made logos and we made websites and that was the end of the story to now understanding the value of saying like, no, we actually, we create so much value at the beginning of these projects, sitting down with a group that has a good idea of who they are and what they do, but are never going to take the time to carve it out and like sit down and really define that. Yeah. So we're almost like a forced hand in that effort to say, oh, you're going to sit down with us for 12 to 16 weeks actually. And we're going to spend weeks alone up front on figuring out yeah. which direction you're going to row. I think that also what our customers find is they don't understand maybe how valuable that was even going to be. They just think, oh, that's part of the exercise. We can't wait to get to the other stuff. And then they're like, wow, that was actually <laughs> really helpful. So when you realized it was time to, to go through this process and you're like, okay, great, we're going to do it. We know it's valuable then becomes the next pain point for our customers, which is, well, who do I work with? What am I even mm -hmm. looking for? So like, how did y'all determine that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, we looked at a bunch and, you know, there's different suites of offerings. You know, some people are more just like website focused. Like you said, some people are more logo focused and that to us felt sort of like a quick band-aid solution. We had had a logo, but it was, you know, we had a logo, we had a color scheme, we had all this stuff, but it was very fragmented. The way it came together was very fragmented. And so when we, when we approached those firms, 
that felt like adding another fragment to a, to a brand that wasn't consistent. And so we wanted to work with a partner who would be able to help us set the foundation and really be like a holistic view of what our brand could be. And, you know, being that we're so early, it would be a brand that could scale itself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that was a big thing that we thought about too, which partner is actually going to help us get to a point where we can, where we can scale the brand. And then just, you know, to speak to focus lab specifically, I think the thing that I appreciated the most was the emphasis on process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, the operating cadence, the timelines the sort of forced, you know, unified voice around feedback. I, I think, you know, I, I knew that that was going to be something that, you know, would maybe push us or challenge us, which it did. Um, but I knew it would be something where, you know, that would also keep us accountable and, and get us to a point where we could, you know, we could be really proud of the, of the outcome as, as a founder, you've got a million things on your plate. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that cadence, that, that drumbeat was, was super valuable to me. Good. Good to hear. Yeah. We definitely pride ourselves on that. I think we, what we try to do is create as many guardrails as we can to say like, this is the process and it works and it's going to keep us on track without keeping yeah. it so limited that it's not, I don't know, flexible to the ups and downs that are natural within any project. I think, it, I think up front, I'm assuming, and you could say yes or no to this, that also when you're trying to find a partner and you're like, I need something, I'm only get to meet with them a couple of times. So I need to find something I can latch onto and, and have some type of fear removed and some type of trust built. And I do think that that drumbeat cadence in, in how we talk about process, at least remove some of the fear of like, okay, there's at least a process in its sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I might well, still struggle like, signing off on a logo for instance, but like there's a process, <laughs> like we're just going to go through the process. Right. Well, and, and, and we, and we knew that every step along the way was building towards something. I mm-hmm. think, I think that helped a lot as well. Great. Awesome. So, so you decide to work with us. We all say, yay, let's do this. And then we actually get in the train and start driving. So, yeah. um, so now I'm going to ask very like in project and there's only three questions here. But it's it's a fairly long project. Your project was what twelve weeks in there somewhere, give or take. Yeah, I think. Let me think. We we kicked off in June of of twenty twenty one. Yeah, so twelve weeks. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, so these are only three questions, but like you know, I just want everybody to remember this is like a very long process. So these are going to be highlights of a long process. Uh, the first question is, what was the most challenging part? I think it's important for people to understand that these projects are challenging, even though the outcomes are very exciting and we're all like celebrating together, it doesn't mean that they're easy the whole way. So what was the most challenging part of the project from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think for us uh, as a founding team, uh, I think of it as almost like, you know, a three circle Venn diagram. And, and most of the time we're operating in the middle of like what we, what we think of the brand, uh, and, and how we want the brand to sound and feel and look. And I would say that's like 90% of the time, but this, this project really pushed us to think about that, that 10% where, you know, I had a view or Brian had a view or Dan had a view. And so there were, there were some moments where I was like, okay, you know, we have to give unified feedback by Monday. Um, and, and, you know, we had some, you know, I won't say heated, but we had some discussions where, you know, we, we kind of said, okay, you know what, one of us is probably going to disagree, but like, let's, let's commit to it. And that this is, you know, this is what we're going to go with. And so I think that was challenging. I, I know that's not as much, you know, part of the work with focus lab, but it was a lot of these like sort of 
we had these existential crises sometimes <laughs> where yeah. we're thinking about, okay, how do we, how do we frame our feedback back to them? And what, where do we, where do we land on this? And we'd be three different points along the spectrum. Yeah. Three founders definitely adds a level of complexity. So it doesn't surprise me that that yeah. was the most challenging. Having said that, I think that, that is generally the most challenging part of the project for most of our partners though, because it's yep. never a single person, right? It's always a group. It's not necessarily always three founders, but it is a group of people within the company that yep. are going to have, you know, different opinions. What do you think helped you navigate that? Yeah. I mean, I think there are a few things, um, you know, obviously the, you know, the early homework around brand attributes, we, we, we sort of kept those front and center in all of our discussions. So, you know, for us, it was the attributes that we wanted to embody was, uh, focused, approachable was another one and then effortless. So those are the three things. And whenever we felt like we were straying too far from that, that is what, that's what really helped anchor us and reel us in, um, which is really helpful. And then, you know, I think the other thing too, and, and we just stress this internally as a team is like, nothing's personal. Let's do what's best for the business. And so, mm. um, I think those two together, you know, we would always, we would always end up with a, with a viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. Um, okay. So that's most challenging. What was the most rewarding part of the project? Yeah. You know, I think, I think this is probably that piece that gets most people excited is when you transition to the visual identity. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we, like I said, we value the, the written style and the verbal identity. We, we value that a ton, but then when you took that and actually turned it into, you know, something that had a look and feel that was a real aha moment for us and thinking through the options and, you know, how much of it embodied some of those brand attributes, but also that mission and purpose. And so that was, that was really cool. And that, that was probably the moment where we were like, oh man, this is really gonna like, this is gonna hit hard. Like this is gonna be great when it, when it, you know, finally reaches our customers. So that was, a, that was definitely a cool moment. And, you know, I have to give a shout out to, you know, the team that we worked with at Focus Lab. It was, uh, it was just a hugely collaborative. It felt like, you know, it wasn't necessarily a client relationship as much as it was like, we were all figuring it out together. And so mm. getting to that aha moment was also like, we felt like we were bringing kind of a team along with us. Right. Yeah. That's a big part of how we sell ourselves is that, that feeling, if you will, like we want to feel like an actual part of the team as much as, you know, within reason. We meet a couple times a week, but we can still create that type of relationship. Yeah, no, I, I, I hate to say it, but I understand why m the majority of the clients hit that aha moment at the design side, right? That, like you said, it's not to knock strategy, it's not to knock communications. All that stuff is critically important. I think design is just inherently easier for everybody to consume, right? It's visual. They just yeah. look right at it and go like, oh, that's making me feel a certain way. Um, right. And now even funnier, we, we generally got into design in the early days of our company by, by like the third week, maybe now yeah. there's all of this really powerful and important legwork. And then design doesn't even drop to like what six or something, you know, yeah. you've got three weeks and then you've got some comms work and then, you know, you're in that like four to six week range before you even see the first thing. I can also imagine how that is also pretty exhilarating at that point. You're like, Whoa. It's coming to life. It's like when you build a house and you finally show up and like sheet rocks finally on the walls as opposed to studs yeah, everywhere, maybe. Totally. But shout out to the strategy and comms team. That means 
nothing about the value that you bring. All right. So, uh, what was the most surprising aspect of the project? Um, yeah, you know, we didn't, we didn't ask this, we didn't mandate this of anyone on the, on the focus lab team, but, uh, folks downloaded the, the products, like they downloaded Tango and they spent time with it and they understood, you know, what our product experience looked and felt like and how that would relate back to the brand. And so I think, you know, just from, a building empathy for the end user and the person that's going to consume the brand. Um, uh, that, that was something that like, you know, I'll always, I'll, I'll always sort of remember that and seeing Bud and Edoya like sign up for the product and start using it. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, uh, so that was really great. Great. Love it. Yeah. We have two core values of the six. One is strive for excellence, right? So it's like, go, go the extra mile go above and beyond, uh, when and where possible. And then the other one we have that relates to this is own the work, which is also mm -hmm. a, don't just sit back and wait to be suggested something. If you see an opportunity, like own it, like go after it, go check it out. So I'm happy to hear that shout out to Idoya and Bud. So, okay. So we've, we've gotten through the project. Obviously the project has launched. Y'all had big hit on product hunt and all that. Was that, we did. Was that number two? Most upvoted so, the entire year. So we, yeah. So we ended up being the number two most upvoted product of the year, which was, uh, which is pretty wild. Yeah. 32,000 products launch on product hunt every year. So number two is pretty good. <laughs> no, number two is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. You, sh you should be proud. And we're, we're proud to have played whatever part we played in that. Um, it's certainly, you know, brand isn't everything. But there's value there. And if, if we're able to add to the value, then great. Then we're doing our job. That's ultimately all of that we're trying to do. So yeah. so let's talk about post-project then. Let's talk about how the brand's been performing, what you're seeing kind of in the market as a result of of, of the new brand and, and things of that nature. So yeah, I guess the first question would be like, how is it performing? Number two, obviously we yeah. got that. Yeah, no, I think... Um... I mean, it, you're right in that it's hard to isolate, you know, exactly what, what is a result of what, but that's also just the challenge of startups. But I, I would say, you know, it's, it's performing incredibly well. You know, we've, like I said, bottoms up strategy, the end user is the person who goes and downloads Tango and uses it for the first time. And so, you know, there needs to be kind of these synapses firing between like, I have a problem, I'm looking for a solution and like, this is the right solution. And so, you know, a lot of that messaging, a lot of that, um, brand voice and tone is resonating. Uh, you know, product hunt was, was one piece of success, you know, that we had, but I'd also say too, you know, the, the growth that we've seen just in, um, the number of users is, is astounding. I mean, we've been live for five months. There's close to 40,000 users of Tango and most wow. of that is organic and referral driven. That means that something's landing. So you know, the, the brand is performing really well externally. And then I would say internally, um, a lot of the artifacts that we left the project with, you know, the, the style guides, the, um, sort of design system around the brand that's allowed us to scale really, really well. So, you know, we, we leverage kind of your guys's brand support team, as well as, you know, some of our own internal visual designers, everything's really easy and malleable. And so, you know, it's something, like I said, when I came back to kind of the reason for doing this is really setting a foundation. 
as we've hired people, as we've brought people on, they're using stuff in the new brand. They're able to use it to scale their work. So I think that's, that's also pretty powerful. Great. And I'm guessing you couldn't do that before with the old system, which is kind of the next question, right? Like what couldn't you do under the old system? Yeah, no, I mean, there were <laughs> the old system. It was hardly a system. It was a set of colors and a logo. Uh, and so, um, and, and it got us, you know, it got us as far as it did, but I think, yeah, it, it didn't allow us to do a ton. And I actually think there was a point where, you know, from an accessibility standpoint, when we were building out the mm. product, kind of our old color scheme was failing, you know, on, on accessibility. And so we needed to almost like strip down the product, the product before the, the rebrand almost looked sort of gray. <laughs> So yeah, it wasn't even really connected to a, a site that had, you know, a lot of really powerful, bold colors. Um, and, and, and now, you know, things feel and look a lot more consistent. Do you feel like you have, um, a clearer way to speak about your company now as well, having gone through this? Yeah, totally. We just went out and did our, our series A fundraise. You know, we thought about the narrative and what story we wanted to tell, not, not just building the deck because, you know, obviously the brand makes its way into that too, but, but really like, what is the story we want to tell? How are, you know, investors going to respond to that? Um, it was just very clear, like setting that narrative about who Tango is, what Tango is going to become why, you know, a lot of these early signs are super exciting, you know, that came together really easily and, you know, allowed us to have a pretty, pretty seamless process. Great. Great, great, great. Yeah. There you go. Strategy and comms team. There's your, there's your win at, at the end of the <laughs> damn design, always getting the, the show in the middle. Um, yeah, I, I asked that because I feel the same way, quite honestly. So I was curious kind of what your experience is. Focus Lab rebranded itself not that long mm -hmm. ago end of 2020 into early 2021, we had grown in the 10 years to just our outward representation of who we were in the story we were telling just wasn't really who we were. And we're like, okay, we've got the downtime through unfortunate circumstances. Let's right. lean in and actually rebrand ourselves. And now I can even feel the power myself. And it's funny, like I should know that this is so powerful because we do this for everybody. But I find myself yep. now even being able to discuss and express who Focus Hub is, why it's different, what it cares about beyond just like surface level things that maybe float to the top of head in the moment. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that you know our clients experience that too. I I know what a weight that is as a founder, even right. Like, mm -hmm. what do you do, and how are y'all different? It's like, okay, let me think about that for a minute. But when you have all that narrative totally. built up through the brand process, and everyone knows it on the entire company. There's like a, oh God, there's like a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that's the piece you mentioned around how are you different? That's, that's so important at this stage. Um, what's that novel insight you're bringing or what is, you know, why does your approach, why is that going to be more successful than other people that have tried it? Um, and that's really where like the positioning statement kind of came alive for us because using that internally you know, we've, we've almost oriented around that so much as a team mm -hmm. strategically mm -hmm. that then when it was time to explain, well, here's why we're different and here's why this is going to matter. We could point to all these things that we had done that was informed by the positioning statement. So it's it sort of, there's sort of a couple leaves to get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hugely helpful in explaining, you know, what makes you, what makes you different. Yeah. Cause with 
without that clarity and in that moment you're you're saying okay we're gonna go series a we're gonna raise we're strong enough at this point to be able to do it but then you're then forced to sit down in a shorter timeline in an uncaressed way to figure out that story in the moment for the a but having yep. gone through the rebrand exercise you go into that a with all of that already decided and figured out even though that wasn't necessarily the exact goal you didn't say we oh. need to figure all yeah. this thing out so we can get the a but you knew that would be an outcome and right. i'm glad to hear that it it makes a huge difference in that effort so was there any unexpected upside that you weren't accounting for any kind of wins that you're like wow i didn't even think we would benefit in that way um yeah that's a good question um i mean i think i think one one thing that's been pretty interesting and and, and this was actually one of these sort of hotter debates, I think, that we had internally. Um, so we went with a script logo, um, which, you know, is is fairly rare in, you know, enterprise software. A lot of logos kind of opt for maximum legibility in these big blocks that are just very obvious. Um, but, you know, we, we heard a lot of feedback that people were like, oh, you know, we really love the script logo we love the ode to documentation, you know, because what we're doing is we're streamlining documentation. What's the most primitive form of documentation? It's someone writing something out, right? And so yep. we didn't really expect folks to kind of make that connection as quickly as they did. Um, and and that that sort of engendered a lot of like brand love, I think, with that with that script logo. Great. And that cured, I guess, maybe some of the naysayers during the project, like, oh, <laughs> that was the right call. There's a leap of faith that happens there too, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. we think this is the right call. It's, yeah, you never really know. It'll never be detrimental, right? It's never gonna like bring the whole company down. Sure. I'm glad to, to hear that that worked. You're right. I think enterprise tech, which is the 98% of our clientele, it, it is a bit of a hurdle to get them outside of that sans serif kind of logo yep. type type of feel. I think that world is changing though. I think everyone's starting to realize, oh, everybody has that. I have to be different than that. It's it's no longer, that's what the cool cats are doing. That's where I'm gonna go. It's almost like we're on the backside of that momentum. So props to you all for leaning into being different. Yeah. So, so very relevant to the conversation and the people that we're trying to speak to here, which is people trying to think about, well, should I rebrand? What is it actually like? Besides just seeing a case study with a, a testimonial at the bottom, like what are the real wins and challenges? I'd like to take a minute if, if you could and just kind of share some words of advice to people that are considering going through it. This is focus lab removed. Just you speaking to them saying, hey, listen, if I were you, this is what I used to think. This is what I now think. Whatever you want to tell them. Yeah. What would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, especially if you are looking for that holistic, let's set the foundation, let's build a brand that's going to be able to scale. It is, it's a commitment, right? Like I think, you know, sometimes when, when folks bring in, you know, contractors or vendors, a lot of the thinking is like, oh, how can I, how can I like sort of outsource this to them? Branding is a totally that's a totally different exercise. And so being willing to commit the time, commit the energy, have those discussions that aren't always going to be seamless. That's really the advice that I would give because, you know, in order to end up with a, with a, with an outcome that you're really happy with, 
it still needs to kind of embody, you know, what you want to see the brand being and, and those attributes that you define very early on and how you think that brand is going to scale and evolve. So it, it's not something where, you know, uh, <laughs> Focus Lab or, or any branding agency that you go with kind of goes behind the curtain and then comes back and is like, oh, here it is. We figured it out. You know, be willing to, to make that commitment. And, you know, I'm sure that if you do, you'll be you'll be happy with the end result. Well said. It, it is so important for people to realize it, it, the level of commitment. Money aside as well, just the, yep. the time commitment. You said it really well. You can't just put it off thinking, oh, these people are experts. They're just going to go away and come back with magic. It's like, no, this is this is equally heavily heavy for both sides, right? This right. is therapy, therapist and, <laughs> and other party. And we work together yeah. to come to a solution that we're both going to enjoy and working together means time, energy, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you said it well, awesome. all right, well, I guess we did it. Um, thanks a ton for coming on. We thanks, really Phil. look forward to, to watching tango continue to grow. Um, so sounds like exciting times ahead for Tango. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. It's fun to, fun yeah, to man. talk about it. We, we had a great time with focus lab and, um, you know, this makes me a little nostalgic for those, for those Tuesday morning meetings. <laughs> you want to go back and really in those Friday end of days, right? Like, Ooh, yeah. new works coming Friday end of exactly. day. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Great. So maybe we'll, we'll reconnect again. Maybe we'll do a one-year recap. We'll loop back around and, and see how you're doing. Sounds good.